I got in some legal trouble. And just like in general, like you go on an airplane, you wear a collared shirt, like they treat you a little better. It's fucked up, but it's the way of the world and I absolutely sold out. And I dress like, a, like if, what is, how's the line go? If then me saw now me, he'd kick my ass. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that Hassel C. Punk? It is. And it's totally true. But my life's a lot easier because I'm preppy now. <laughs> That sounds fair. All right, pee break. So Dan, Yogi, yeah, said that uh, he's preppy now. Sure am. So, but you wanted to talk about the '90s. I do, especially because Will Will has a web store coming up through the Deep Cover name. I've right? been involved with '90s, the the I don't know the rebirthing of '90s culture for the last decade. Word. So that's cool. I mean. Uh, in is it cool? I don't know. Saying that maybe not no. feels so cool. <laughs> no, dude. Like I, I fucking adore the '90s. I'm so into it. In '04, a friend of mine like took a long, serious look at me, and he was like, "You're just, you're just not letting the '90s go." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "It's so much better." Like I felt at home. I don't there. know if it was better. Oh my! I I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm saying it's better for me. I feel at home in the 90s. I felt more innocent in the 90s. <laughs> so I got a weird question to ask you. Yeah. So actually in a recent, my contribution at the end of Friend Beers, I talked about the fact that there's some people who say, well, the decade technically starts in, in, 2021. in 2021. Yeah. Um, and I saw that there was an XKCD commercial, uh, an XKCD comic that was like, actually, uh, in I Heart the 90s by VH1, MC Hammer's Can't Touch This is considered part of the 90s, and that came out in 1990. Therefore, the year that ends in a zero is the beginning of the decade. Um, and so I think that's a worthless conversation that a bunch of people who give a shit too much about the wrong aspect of things can argue about till their faces. Yeah, blow. MC Hammer. Yeah. But <laughs> my question is, when did the 90s start? And I don't mean January 1st some year. like, Because okay. it doesn't happen like that. There's not like a cutoff, like a date. So you mean like the like the, in, like the cultural impact? Yeah. I, I, the decade is not the word yeah. that I'm looking for. I think 92. If I had to say a year, I'd say 1992. Interesting. Because that's like when things like hammered the point in like fashion just like, oh, we're into this. Like fashion started then. Like the style. It was just like, Hairdo, I feel like. Hairdo, bowl cuts. Like home improvement, yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I just feel like that's when things became more like, like I don't know, like popular all over the world almost. Like it's, well, anybody it's, started going online really in ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, that's when like AOL was a thing that was gaining traction. Before that, people were going on like. BBS. The little A with the circle around it? That's in a documentary about the 90s. Like explaining to people at. Yeah, at. Um, that's funny that you say 92. I'm, I'm going to ask you for references, but to me, it's earlier. I would say that the 90s started in like 87 or 88. Okay. Well, I wasn't um, born yet. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So there's that, yeah. but uh, I'm sorry. I was born in 80 for reference, and this year I'll turn 40. So yeah. uh, I haven't come to uh, either, I haven't come to terms with that yet, or it's just not phasing me because, like, it hasn't hit. Like, I haven't, I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But my wife's the same age, and I like teasing her because it clearly gets to her. <laughs> um, but no, like, in 87, 88, neon started to become cool. Okay. Like, yeah. The Back to the Future 2 aesthetic of things i think that's actually 89 um yeah. salt and pepper like yeah. salt and pepper to me is the 90s PLC, new kids on the block all that exactly kind of stuff. yeah like yeah. so um that look uh, acid washed jeans like that aesthetic really was like the late 80s but then that comes in the early 90s and that's clearly different than the late 90s 100 percent. yeah so like there's something like the early 90s you see a lot of like fluorescent uh, acid wash and other stuff. Mm-hmm. In the late '90s, you see shit is shiny, shit is bling. Um, I think like Puff Daddy had a lot to do with defining the second half of the '90s. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that absolutely. Uh, but see, like the thing in '92 is that I feel like, um, for instance, like the Bulls, right? Yes, like the Bulls, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls was a phenomenon. Yeah, it was people in Australia were staying up to like three o'clock in the morning, four a.m. just to watch Chicago Bulls basketball because right. of Michael Jordan. Yeah, and I feel like that's one of like the like the fact that that was so popular, but like the eighties Lakers, you know, like the eighties mm-hmm. Celtics, yeah. like phenomenal basketball teams, yep. like they weren't as impactful, you okay. know, and. Uh, that's like one example, for instance. Like, okay. um, I mean, I could be wrong because the Bulls did win in 1991, also. But you yeah, know, but like, they started to become like a dynasty, like the word dynasty. Yeah, and uh, I just, I don't know. It was just as far as like fashion and brand wise, like a lot of things broke out. Like 92, like you're bringing up like guest jeans, like that's that's yep. Marty McFly is wearing like a guest. I'm wearing actually vintage guest jeans right now. Um, but Marty I McFly, noticed. Marty McFly is a, uh, you know, like wearing a guest jeans jacket. And right. guest jeans started in the 80s. Like that wasn't a brand that was around like Levi's or anything nope. like that. You know, like Tommy Hilfiger, like 90s. Calvin Klein, uh, well, mm-hmm. well, late 80s. Like I think 88 yeah. when Calvin Klein started. Bugle Boy, Hypercolor. That, that was all 80s Eight stuff. Eight ball jackets. Yeah. But that, was, but that was still in 1991. That was still hitting. Bum equipment. Z, Z Cavaricci. Yeah. Skids. Yeah. Um, I had, wow, Skids. I have some Skids stuff. Do you really? And Z, I've sold some Z Cavaricci stuff. How are also. you into this shit if you were born in 88? <laughs> Uh, I just had like in ninety. I was in sixth grade. Yeah, and like I was like, I want an eight ball jacket. My mom was like, How much is I it? I sold I was plenty like, of eight ball jackets, and I was just like, Get the fuck out. Do you know the polo like Ralph Lauren culture at all? A little bit. Like like people were getting killed for those jackets. People were getting killed yep. for like eight ball jackets. People were getting people murdered were for about uh, New Jersey Devil starter satin jacket because it was Gucci colors. People were getting killed for that. People were getting killed for their Jordans. People were getting. Like there was a polo jacket called the suicide jacket because if you left your house wearing it, it was com- you were committing suicide because you'd either get robbed, killed. Oh really? But yeah, like you were, you were done. Yeah, and like um, Reebok with the pump. Uh, what the fuck was that? British Knights with the reaction. Oh, juice. I have a whole British Knights suit jumpsuit. Like this <laughs> is the stuff that like <laughs> like me, a whole elephant print crazy. Me Troop. and my Long Island. 10-year-old friends were, like, talking so much shit 
that yeah. oh I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get that we didn't get that I was I, I was sometimes wearing sneakers called jocks from Caldor um yo fucking Caldor was dope I'll find some stuff with Caldor tags on it occasionally really? yeah some stuff like old t-shirts and stuff like that and I'm like That's wow really they sold funny. this at Caldor like they sold wrestling shirts at like Target like good really? wrestling t-shirts yeah because they would sell it to anyone who like could afford the licensing as I started to feel attached to you and I was hearing about the your shop closing um I went through your shop's Instagram page, and on my personal page, I sort of did like a best of multi slide. Oh, thing. thank you. And I was I like, saw you tweet about it. And I was it. like, yo, go to this store. It's only going to be open for like two more weeks. Yeah. Buy some Christmas gifts there and shit. And one, and I did like a best my per impression of the best of your Instagram feed. And one of the things was eight ball jacket. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, "Oh shit, that's the eight ball jacket from the slap herd around the world." He's actually wearing a trench one. It's longer. It's not the same jacket. Yeah, it was definitely different. It was like um, purple too. Because I went back and I was like, "The slap herd around the world." That could be a couple things. And then I, I looked it up. And found the thing that he was talking What's about. Slap oh, it's like on the real subway world? No, it's like on the... That's what I thought. It's on the subway train. Yeah. It's like some viral video. The kid was on the I news and stuff. Of, he was being made fun of. Oh, okay. I thought of the first season of Real, real World. Real World. When the dude gets... Sl no, he slaps the chick. Yeah. Man, you're really convincing me that the 90s started in the 80s now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you well, are. But, but I think it's important to note that the late 80s into some point in the middle of the 90s is a I don't know the word decades not it because decade is 10 years but is an era and then something happens in the middle of the 90s and then there's another the era which is distinct which I would argue ends in 2001 because yeah. so many aspects of the world changed around that time the dot-com bubble bursting on its own changed culture yeah absolutely mm. yeah so that yeah and uh, I don't know just pre-internet man you know it was pre-internet absolutely so in 98, I was a freshman in college um, and I went to school and had a dedicated Internet connection. I was online for the next five years. I was on inst I was logged into Instant Messenger for five years straight. Yeah. Um, I would use like go to my PC and I would go home for the weekend, put up an away message and I would log into my. PC I remember this. To, I'd be like, to, how to the my fuck are you doing this? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and away messages were my art form. Like that, that was my peak in terms of me being like a stylistic uh, it mattered. influencer. I'd probably cringe at some of my away messages now. Oof. Oh, absolutely. Oh, mine were all Mudvayne songs. Uh. And like this, like this is '98, so I was going to shows that were emo bands, but the word emo wasn't really being used then. Yeah, we were using emo to describe metal bands like Hundred Years War and like metal bands that were like. And then eventually it became like Sunny Day Real Estate. Um, okay. But bands that were like playing with just like tears running down their eyes. Like, you know, Ink and Dagger? No. They were like a vampire core band. <laughs> like they had like... That'd probably go over real well today, actually. That guy died. Um, oh, that's but, Rest in um, peace. But they played like with black lights and strobe. Like they played small venues and had a lighting guy. Like fog machines and, and shit. I that last night. That's sick. I played a show with a local, with not a local band, but like a touring band that's, you know, they have listeners. Oh, right. They but had like, a But they had a show. light show. I was like, oh, come on. It's a tiny venue. But it's cool. Like, because somebody is like artistically involved in a way that adds in some way. So, what's that shit in the mid 90s? Where's the crossover? Where did we go from fluorescent to platinum? 
Yeah, like things. Well, you know what's funny is like some styles like kind of stayed too, like baggy stuff. You know, like that didn't go away. Oh my know? god, I um, I want to be wearing jinkos every day. Do you really? I do. Well, I don't no, no, I want to be wearing like sometimes not, not the ridiculous <laughs> ones. Okay, I want to be wearing like rockets. I want to be wearing like the wide rockets. Um, I don't know. Uh, in like a dark wash. I feel like when we brought up the internet before, I feel like that was like when it became fully accessible. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know when was that like ninety six, ninety eight, somewhere over there. Like when you said ninety eight with like away messages. So like, I the first computer Windows ninety six is a thing, right? Ninety eight. It started at ninety eight like that. There's yeah. no Windows ninety six. Yeah. So the first computer I was using was a Commodore sixty four comma eight comma one for all my nerds out there um mm. which was using five and a quarter floppies and i was playing pitfall i was playing this like sailing simulator game um then on a, uh, a family member's black and white tandy i was going online on a thing called uh, prodigy no yeah it was called prodigy which was a competitor to aol and I was going on message boards right. and talking, and talking I about Prodigy. I remember and talk, Prodigy. I was talking about Z Cavaricis on <laughs> Prodigy message boards. Again, this is around 9091 when me and my friends thought we were the shit. Um, so then I got a two. Then I was using my dad's 286 and I was playing like Wolfenstein 3D, still not networked at all. And then I bought a 486 and I started using AOL. I would do the three-month free trial with one of my parents' credit cards, and then I would cancel it, and then I would do another three-month free trial with a different credit card of theirs, <laughs> and then and then I would, or maybe it was a one-month, there was some like free trial that I would do, and then I would cancel, and then I would do another one, and then I would cancel, um, and then after I went through like five or six credit cards, I just went back to the first credit card and did it again. So <laughs> as a, so in like 93, 94, as like a 13, 14-year-old, Damn, I was using good. AOL for free. Um, Shame on you, AOL. Change Dummies. Yeah, you know, so there's some legal bullshit. You censor that out however you want. <laughs> um, what do you mean? Oh. Dude, AOL's going to come after Because I was committing credit card fraud. Is it bad to say it that way? I don't know. Were you? I don't think <laughs> that's that's sound like you. <laughs> it just sounds like you found a loophole. Um, and then later, I mean, so later there was like programs like fate and havoc which were like hacking aol like you could do things like you could spam somebody like with instant messenger bombs damn Um, there was a credit card number generator in it (laughs) (laughs) Um, the anarchist cookbook for the internet i have a copy of like the 1970s anarchist cookbook i wonder if that's worth money maybe uh, I traded a kid <laughs> a Monty Python CD-ROM for his copy, his brother's copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. He definitely got beat up. CD-ROM, like it was a game. It was a game. It was a Monty Python game really? that it inter- incorporated like uh, mom video and dad clips. probably spent so much money on that game, and you traded it for. I probably sp- I probably bought it myself. I started working when I was fourteen, homie. I didn't go to the first Warp Tour because I was washing boats. I might have to censor that out because I don't know if that's legal. What? I'm just joking. Not going to the first Warp Tour? No, yeah, not going to. Dude, I could I could have seen Sublime and a very young Farside uh, and other bands that I eventually saw. Um, when I asked people what the thing was in the middle of the 90s where the crossover happened, a lot of people tell me that they think it's like Kurt Cobain dying, Biggie or Pac getting shot. 
Like some something in there was like the crossover. Like '96, yeah. So it's, it's in the '94 to '96 region for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but then like Missy Elliott's video for Super Duper Fly, where she's in the like inflatable yeah. black garbage bag suit, mm-hmm. and everything's like shiny behind her. Yeah, that to me like is like landmark of the late 90s yeah well i feel like because everyone was also preparing for y2k and things were more like silver and chromes and like very spacey and it was just like gold jewelry was gone yeah like no one was wearing gold jewelry it's funny how like y2k like became like a thing just and it wasn't even like you know it was Uh like oh prepare it's coming i was just talking the family party we were at i was like Everyone remembers Y2K and 9-11. Yeah. Like, they, they know so where they were. Together. And the dot-com bubble was in between those two. There was a company called Cosmo.com. A friend of mine interned there during college. Their, their color theme was like lime green with like tangerine orange. They were a New York City-based web- website where you could go there and order stuff. And dudes on mopeds would deliver it to you. Whoa, that's cool. It was Amazon of today, 20 years ago. Damn. And they went so bankrupt. Oof. It was, I mean, the visionaries, they saw what was coming. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. It's wild. But I feel like all that stuff's, like, too accessible now, too. You know, like, m- making apps and all that, you know. it's uh, Pretty soon, I feel like people are going to get tired of things being delivered to them. And they're going to be like, just put it in a location where I want to go. The Amazon lockers at Seven Eleven. Yeah, they do have that. Yeah, right. Fuck. This shit blows my mind. That's a, this this trip to New York is the first time I've ever seen that. I've heard that it like was a thing that was coming. I don't see it every at every Seven Eleven though. No, it's only not. a few of them. It's not. But I mean, that's fine. I was like watching. I think only ones at main roads. No. No, I mean, the. The Seven Eleven on Merrick Road has the fancier coffee tap bar. Yeah. However, the 7-Eleven on Merrick Avenue has the Amazon boxes. Mm. Huh. Fucking the world. Some of them have red boxes, too. Some of them don't. Fucking the world. Like, like the DVD, those DVD things. I was actually watching something on Blockbuster recently. Uh, they opened, like, in three years, they opened, like, 400 stores all over. It was crazy. Yeah, and, like, it was opened by, like, a software developer who sold it to uh, someone who was, I forget what he was, but he was head of something and, like, they had the chance to buy Netflix, and they didn't. It's kind of like one of those, like Vince McMahon could have bought UFC situations. Do you remember I mean, except Vince right. McMahon's not bankrupt. <laughs> Do you remember people doing Netflix with discs? Yeah. yeah. That I still don't have Netflix, and it weirds people out. That's wild. <clears throat> Who's it, I'm 90s, use? dog. <laughs> I got DVDs. Do you, I got Do you have a VHS player? No, I don't. I just like... I have VHS I, players. I, I, I still watch, like, television. I don't know. That's really? weird to me. I watch History like, Channel. Today's television? Yeah. You don't have like an I don't antenna watch, that like, picks up signal from the 90s? No. <laughs> I don't no, have like, uh No, but there are streaming sites that like stream married with children 24-7 and stuff like that. Those exist. But I um, Taxi. But um, my, I, uh, my mother-in-law took a Christmas VHS that she had for her kids. And conver- it was like the, the Frosty special, the Rudolph special, taped off of TV. Mm-hmm. Hot and special. had it converted to DVD. Callback. The <laughs> best part 
is where the commercials the commercials because it's like teddy ruxpin commercials oh, people yeah. will pay money yeah. for those commercials yeah there's like you could put them on youtube and get like thousands of views there's a got milk commercial with this breakdancing penguin that like i saw it and i was like is this what a flashback feels like <laughs> you know what that <laughs> like i'm having an out-of-body experience because of that breakdancing penguin that reminds me of that breakdancing baby do you remember that yeah, what dude. Was up on Alex that? You mean Uga Chaka Uga Chaka? Is that yeah. it? He wasn't break dancing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dancing, just a dancing baby. A dancing baby. That was, was what was that? That the, was weird. The story of that is crazy. I don't remember the details, but it was like a programmer who was using it as the base, like who was using it as just like a sandbox for testing out like three D rendering, um, and then it became like an internet sensation. Hold on, your like, mic cables. Oh no, you're good now. Chick 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 chick. Yeah, what? beers um but the (laughs) the dancing baby was just like a test um i I don't i don't remember the details of it but it's weird i have a shirt for a rendering software (laughs) you do in in my storage unit yeah i can't stop this feeling it sings does it i don't remember no it's it's a yeah, it's Uga Chaka. You know Uga, what? That's Uga, the crossover. Uga, when that thing came out, <laughs> that's, Dancing, the, that's the crossover. On Ally McBeal. I will support that uh, theory. <laughs> that it's either Kurt dying, Biggie, Tupac, or the Dancing Baby. Dancing Baby. <laughs> it's like, hold on. I'm gonna, d- Mom, don't pick up the phone. I'm going to download this video for 20 minutes. It's 30 seconds long, and it's a shitty cartoon rendering of a Dancing Baby. That's crazy. I don't know. I, I don't get it. So, uh, when did you get into music? I don't like. I know this kid's history on music. Yeah. When when did you get into music? What was your so your I've been gateway. into like music my entire life. Kind of like uh, I play like I've been into vintage my entire life. Like when I was younger, I was always like buying vintage like toy cars and vintage like like to- like what army do you mean stuff. Younger? Like little, like four or five. Like, I'd were you one of those kids who was like selling blow pops in homeroom? Nope, I wasn't actually. No, <laughs> so now, I'm too introverted for that. But so, how at a young single digit age were you like, I, I, I really want this one, and this one's significant because this one differed from the rest of the this, the collection because it was hand molded, or you know whatever. Uh, I don't know. Just like as a kid, like my dad would go to a lot of like flea markets and uh, like trade shows and stuff like that. So I would, I would. You just say flea go. market? I think busy B. Yeah, I never. Be, but that's I, not what you mean. Yeah, no, I don't mean that. I mean like at a train station in a parking lot. You know, some fucking people setting up tables and setting up boxes of junk. Wow. And I would just go, and I would just like find something, and like the stuff you're gonna find there was old. It wasn't new stuff. Huh. You know, so you'd see some toy that was like, like you know, it's like 1996. And I'm finding a Matchbox car from like 1982. You, I'm just buying it because I like the Matchbox car, but then eventually you're like, oh, like, it's old. You know, you kind of figure that out. So I just had an appreciation for that stuff at, like, such a young age. And then when I got into, like, clothes in, like, high school, what really happened was I would go to the mall and I would steal, like, a ton of clothes because I was <laughs> fucking, like, poor. So I would steal clothes. And then some of my friends got caught stealing. I never got caught, luckily. And then uh, I started going to thrift stores. <laughs> I started going to thrift stores and I was buying shit for like, you know, a dollar, a dollar, like two dollars because I wouldn't so I wouldn't get in trouble anymore. You know, I okay. didn't have that risk of getting in trouble. So when I would do that, I would just find like old T-shirts. I would find old 
you know, hats and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this way better. So I oh. get made fun of a lot, but oh my god, right. I want. I want a hypercolor shirt. I with, had one brand new with tags. With like fluorescent umbros and like. Oh, yeah. You told me you want umbros. I, I, I got some Zubas at my house. No. <laughs> no. I want Zubas. <laughs> I was never okay. They're with Miami that. Dolphins, though. I, I am fond of the years in which Zubas was popular. I am not fond of Zubas. So when it came to uh, music, it was similar. Like my dad was just playing guitar. He refused to teach me, though, which sucked. Like no, learn on your own. I'd be like, "Fuck you! You've been playing guitar like forever." That's wild. And so he would just sit there, and I couldn't do it. I want to so bad, right? You know, and he wouldn't teach me. So eventually, I got an acoustic guitar for my birthday when I was like twelve, and I hated it. And I was like, "I don't want an acoustic guitar. I want an electric guitar." I got. I asked for a guitar for my birthday. You guys got me. So that's like two thousand. Uh, like, yeah, Ish. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like two thousand two. 2001 like nylon strings uh no not even uh it actually had like these strings that weren't normal guitar strings so they hurt my fingers they weren't nylon they weren't i think regular guitar strings are nickel these were like copper to make it and tough was, pussy. <laughs> and it was like p- pissing so me off weird. so like it destroyed my fingers i all like they got me like a sheet music book that i could like learn how to read music with and i was like you I'm read not, music no Right. I know, like, F-A-C-E. I know that shit. Uh, Every good boy does fine. Yeah, I know that. But I can't, like... I I took an acoustic class in college and learned a little bit, but I don't remember enough. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to teach myself real bad, and it just... Like, so what were I, you listening to at age 12? Uh, like, the Beatles. Really? And David Bowie. Parental and, influence. Yeah. And, right. like, Linkin Park was around, so I was listening to church that, but time. I like, wasn't trying to, like, learn that. Yeah, Church on Time. Uh, I was, you know, um, I was just learning chords and trying to find out easy notes like that. That's, you know, like that's cool. Uh, that's as far as that got. And then when my dad, when my parents got divorced, my dad moved out. He gave me an electric guitar and I was like, I, I, I like, I stopped playing. I was like, I'm not learning this. Fuck this guitar. This thing sucks. I don't want to have to teach myself to read music. This is really hard. I don't fucking get it. How am I going to learn songs? Like I don't understand. And then I got an electric guitar. And then I learned about, like, tabs. And I was like, oh, shit, guitar tabs. Like, what the fuck okay. is this? And then from then on, it, I just, like, kind of figured it all out on my own. And Beautiful. Then, yeah, and that was it. And I when sat you, in my room and fucking played. When did you start playing, like, in a band? Like, last year. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You weren't in bands prior to Resistor. I was in one band, but I didn't, like, it was very brief. It was okay. very, they were like in New Jersey. But was it metal? Was terrible. Yeah, it was metal. Yeah. Okay. But I was never in like a jam band. I was never like, oh, I was never like in a rock band. And like, like I had a friend who played drums, and we would mess around a little bit. But we never, it never got past that. Right. You know? I didn't write, like I'd write music in my spare time, but okay. like it was never. I was I was a be, I was a bedroom guitar player. That's you know. Cool. Yeah. In um, in like ninety four, I was there was. I was And he was, uh, Kurt Cobain was still alive, and he was obsessed with Nirvana, and there was a band called Epileptic Fish. And oh, I, I remember that band. And I would go to a venue in Freeport that my mom thought I was going to die at, because <laughs> I, I was a 14-year-old, um, and I would go see them play, just because like, he was like a senior, I thought he was like so fucking cool. Um, and because they played, I started seeing a band called the Warp Weeble Wobbles, which was also from my town. And then one time I went to see them and they played with this band called Vision of Disorder. 
and I was just like, holy shit, this is like a thing. I need to like know more about this. Um, so I started to go to like Long Island hardcore shows in like Knights of Columbus halls. Like the 90s were phenomenal because people weren't so concerned about like insurance, paperwork, people dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, all right, this happens. Like Gigi Allen was a thing. So yeah. And so like I was into like hardcore and punk and some of my like I was a weird kid in high school because like. I was a total fucking nerd and am to this day, but I was in drama. I played football. Uh, I was on wrestling for a really short stint. Um, I was good at lacrosse, but I was too stupid to like play it in an organized way. Um, and I was like a burnout who was getting A's. Um, Sick. Yeah. It was I don't <laughs> think I was any of those. Like, <laughs> and, and, and my graduating I, class I was rad. Track. Like, I have no issue with like with nearly anybody in my my graduating class. Like, nice. we, we were diverse, but like we all, you know, generally got along. Um, so then I started being friends with people who. Oh, so I, I had some friends that were like band geeks, and they were like, "We should start a ska band." So this is Ugh. my deep dark secret number two that I was a drummer in a ska band. <laughs> Uh, in the late 90s <laughs> and there was so many like ska. long island ska bands that were so nice to us and like no one in my band had the experience with diy shows that i did mm -hmm. and none of them like had the connections that i did with like i was going to these venues anyway to see the music that i liked i was seeing like glass john silent majority um and i was just like yeah i can i put on a show in oceanside nights of columbus and a kid who became a very successful promoter went to that show and he was like oh i can do so much better a job of throwing a show and he was like yo i'm gonna throw shows here and i was like you do you dude i i'm, I'm a nerd I'm, I'm just hanging out i just went to a knights of columbus was like hey could i throw a show and like have bands play and like charge people money they were like eh. i was like we're gonna give some money to charity they're like all right nice <laughs> um and then so some friends were in a band called the Rookie Lot. And in our high school battle of the bands, my ska band took first. So deep, dark secret, but I'm, I have hidden pride as well. <laughs> um, we took first over this band called the Rookie Lot. And years later, most of the people in that band became a, brand, a band called Brand New. Ooh. So I went to college and I was a total nerd. And think uh, about what you could have done, though. What do you mean? Like if you with my ska band? Lot, yeah, you guys could have fucking. Yeah, what's ska band called? I don't think you said the name of it. Oh god, it's even worse. That's okay. Crumpets and oh. scones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you always play drums, or like you were? They were like, "We need a drummer. You better." Learn I how played to drums. drums like just for shits and giggles. Like I played drums in like elementary school bands, and then beyond that, like I had a drum set and fucked around. I was not very good. Perfect ska drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I got it. Like what pick I pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> um, in order to make it work, like I was good at playing like surf rock drums, like Dick Dale kind of shit. Okay. Um, and so like it was always like sixteens on the ride, and like. <laughs> That make yeah. That works with the horns. Um, I'm assuming you guys had horn players. <laughs> we had five fucking horn players. We were a band of like ten. What? All right, there we go. All right, microphones. You were a band of ten. We were a band of ten. You had how um, many horn players? Five horn players. Five. Drummer, guitarist. Slipknot, ska. Bass, and a singer. 
and a keyboardist. Didn't Brian play like guitar Parliament. too? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people. Brian played guitar, but not in our band. Yeah, imagine going on uh, tour. Oh my god. Oh my god, it it never would have worked. Need a school bus. Yeah. With a trailer. <laughs> you also have a funny story about a school bus, no? I did. Um, yeah, before we were all driving and Warp Tour was a thing, I rented a school bus to go to the second Warp Tour at Randall's Island, and I charged people money. Whoa. Damn, So, like, yeah, high, high school entrepreneur. Yeah, stealing AOL and fucking... I don't know why it fell apart. Charging people at the <laughs> venue and... Um, I should have I I charged people more. It's like, I ended up getting to ride for free, but I didn't, like, make money on the deal. And after it happened, I was like, shit, I should have charged people more and make some fucking money. Yeah. You should just do it now, every year. Bring it back. Yeah, just come back. Well, Yogi's bus Yogi's trip. bus rides. <laughs> um, to a thing that isn't happening no more. There was a time, so uh, Daryl from Glassjaw, his family went to the same church as my family, and I played drums in church uh, when I was in like high school. Like, <laughs> than that. And... There was a time he came up to me. He was like, yo, you play drums. My band needs a drummer. And I was like, whoa, I've, no, I'm not. No, I'm um, sorry. I'm not even going to embarrass myself and try out. Um, so now you're telling me you could have been in Glassjaw too? <laughs> if I would have like gone back in time five or ten years before that and just like fucking practiced drums nonstop. Um, so I went to college. College was rad. I got into a lot more. Like I was always into rap at least a little bit. Um, I remember like when Public Enemy and Anthrax did bring the noise together, mm-hmm. my friends and I like that's what we would do. We would talk about bring the noise. We were talking about wearing Z Cavaricis and memorizing the lyrics to bring the noise and seeing who could rap the whole song the fastest. Um, and then like the Judgment Night soundtrack came out. Are you familiar? Oh, yeah. No. Holy shit. It's so fucking good. It's like Helmet and House of Pain, Biohazard and Onyx. Cypress Hill. And it was like rap metal at its finest. Really? It was Face before no more. all rap metal. Because it was a rap band and a heavy band. Faith No More with, what was Booyah the? Tribe? Booyah Tribe. Booyah um, Tribe. Pearl Jam has a song with somebody. It's wild. Ah, uh, and What's it's, this? What it's is this? The Judgment Night soundtrack. It's for a movie called The Judgment Night. Judgment yeah. Night is a movie with Emilio Estevez, Dennis Leary, and they like get lost. It's basically a bunch of white dudes that get lost in the hood in a caravan. Um it's and this, the soundtrack, and the soundtrack yeah. is, is heavy. That's it's, fucking it's, it's, crazy. It's a heavy band with a rap band, and like the, I, this is one of my favorite records. Who like, came up day. with this? I don't know. Somebody on drugs. We'll figure that I'm out. I'm so glad they did because that shit led to Rage Against the Machine. There Rage was Against Slayer the Machine would have never existed. Someone else. Slayer. It was Slayer and, and Ice T. There it, it is. It was and Ice T before Body Count. That's yeah. crazy. Slayer. And Slayer was on Def Jam too. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. At one yeah. Point. Rick Rubin was m- producing their music. Wow. Yeah. That's why the that's, that's why the solo on "License to Ill" is Kerry King from Slayer because Beastie Boys are on Def Jam too. I knew that right. part. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That, that's, that's that. I didn't piece that all together. Yeah. Holy shit. Um. So I was always into rap. Uh, I was never really into like dance music. And when I went to college, the same Filipino dude who loves spam and his sushi uh, got me into like DJing a little bit um, and like not like house music, like drum and bass. Uh, and he like brought me he brought me to like my oh, first shit. rave. Um, and like there's this big fucking room of like fifteen hundred people dancing. to, <laughs> And then there's this little tiny room with like a dude like freestyling reggae lyrics and people are break dancing to like that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in my generation think rave started in like the late 2000s. 
No. Yeah, been around. No, raves were raves. happening in the nineties. Yeah, a lot no, of like people, kids, they go to like a rave. remember Freddy versus Jason, like the movie. Yeah, that was two thousands, right? Yeah, that was two thousands. They uh, like a rave is going on in like a cornfield, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's like a rave," but that's like when people first figured them out. Like our generation, I feel like, at least the kids that we went to I don't school. Know. Freddy versus Jason came out like not. Like it was we 2002. Were, yeah, so we were young. Like, well, I don't know if it was that. It's probably 05. Um, right? I don't know. But yeah, raves Whatever. have been going on for. No, I know, but I'm like saying. our gener, yeah, but our generation, a lot of them think like, oh, raves is a new thing. Oh, because they would yeah. have like Mario Kart and shit. And now with like EDM and shit. Yeah. Yeah. In the 90s, the one of the best venues for like hardcore shows was this place in the in Lindenhurst called the PWAC. It was the middle of the industrial area where like Cablevision's main offices were and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the People with AIDS Coalition of Long Island. So it was like a nonprofit that had this huge fucking warehouse. And they would have hardcore shows there and it was fucking phenomenal. It was gigantic. Sometimes they were stupid and let too many people in and like it's like a fire code violation. Like there was like 1200 people at like a little DIY Long Island hardcore show. They also were having raves, mm. and so a current affair. Are you familiar? No. Uh, it was like this TV show that was on like seven seven thirty at night, and it was like, Whoa! there was this triangle, and just said a current affair, and it was just only like expose stories about shit, mm-hmm. and they did like takedown stories, um, and they did one about rave cult, the dangerous rave culture, and the kids, underage kids doing drugs and dancing till late hours. Solid. Um, just so, introducing it more to the masses, and everyone who doesn't know about raves. Um, so how did we get there? Oh, so that was raves. Um, so this so friend got me a little stories. bit into like turntabling and whatever, so I, I wasn't really like playing... Uh. I wasn't listening to too much rock and roll in college. And then I graduate college and um, I like to use rock and roll as like an umbrella term, mm-hmm. just music with guitars. Gotcha. Um, and then so I graduate college and it's 2003. Like there's the war in fucking Afghanistan and Iraq. All the jobs that somebody with a degree in physics is qualified for is like making missile guiding systems and shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, I like to sleep well at night. I don't want to like help blow up like a town somewhere Ooh, yeah that's not my thing yeah so I was you like, have no soul for that so i'm like where the fuck am i gonna work and a friend of mine um was a drummer in a band uh brand new aforementioned and at that point in time they were traveling around in a van and they were like well he was like man my merch guy sucks he can't count money he gives away shirts to like uh you know chicks for free every chick that like bats her, her eyes at him uh, you know, <laughs> I need I need somebody who like plan and like just like take care of that shit. So it's not like a headache that I have like when I'm playing shows. And the two of us were sitting there. It was like literally at like a, a house party. Um, and he was like, you should be my merch guy. And I was like, dude, my parents would kill me. I just like graduated with a degree in physics. And I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to like go on tour with a band. He was like, we're doing pretty well for ourselves. We're supposed to like go to the UK and Australia and go around the US. And I was like, let me sleep on it. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do this. That's sick. Um, So for a year, I was a merch guy um, touring the world. It was so bizarre. That was off of like the Deja Tendu album. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. So Deja came out in 2002 or in, no, in early 2003, I graduated college in June. And then that 
September I went out on tour with them. Awesome. And we the first tour that I ever went on, I'm living on a bus. I never like toured in a van, so I'm like spoiled as shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never toured like that. I have no fucking I I idea. Did. Like, I have no idea what to expect at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first couple of weeks were rough because I'm just like making it up as I go along. And then eventually I was like, oh, this actually isn't all that complicated. And I started making Excel sheets for like tracking because if you sell merch, you need to count in merch at the beginning of the night and mm-hmm. then you count out at the end of the night. And typically you do that with somebody from the venue because the venue's taking a portion of your merch sales. Yeah. And they want to make sure that you're not fucking them over and saying like, oh, we didn't sell any merch. Here's five bucks. And meanwhile, you sold like thousands of dollars worth of merch. Yeah. Um, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So the first tour we go out on, they're opening for Dashboard Confessional, who at that point I was like, Um, this band called MXPX was opening for them, like a punk band. Um, so it was the three of us and it was, uh, it was awesome. But like, uh, on the first day, like we're in like the cafeteria of the venue and, uh, I'm just introducing myself to people. I'm like, Hey, I'm Dan. And, uh, they're like, and he was like, Hey, how's it going? And I was like, uh, what's your name? He was like, Oh, I'm Chris. And I was (laughs) (laughs) like, I had no idea that he was the lead singer of the band that like, you know, all of this was for. Um, He's the, he's, uh, he's, I call those accidental, accidental flexes. It's like when you accidentally flex on somebody. He's a good dude. And later on, but like that day I was like, what? That happened when I met Julian Casablanca from the fucking strokes. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He like accidental flex. He like came in. So I, I accidental flexed on him because he came in the store and I didn't know who he was. Okay. And uh, he wanted to buy, like, I was just like, oh, I don't know. Uh, who are you? And everyone was like, dude, that's fucking the lead singer of the Strokes. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Good for him. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't care. But, like, he's huge, owns a record label and all this shit. And, like, he wanted to buy this camel clock from the store. And I was like, I can get you one. And he was like, okay, cool. So his record label emailed me. They're like, oh, yeah, he really wants this clock. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I order the clock. I hit them up. Yo, I got the clock. Never hear back. I'm just like, yo, fuck you guys. <laughs> the strokes fucking suck. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck the stroke. You met a lot of famous people. Yeah. Like I, I met, I with did. your store. Yeah. A You've lot. told a couple stories and like how sometimes you tried to like play it off like you didn't recognize them even though you did. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to like fanboy out. You can't. I, well, he got I, really excited when Joe Jonas walked in. Who wouldn't? Wor- I wasn't working that I day. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> who? When I uh I used to work at another store and uh, Adam Devine came in from Workaholics. Okay, and I had been watching Workaholics the night before, and I like That's so shit funny. my pants. I, he walked in and I was just like, uh, like what the fuck? And he was just I, he's like, hey, I'm a big fan. I'm like, you're a fan. I was like, I'm I'm a fan. Like it was very hard to like I'm like 23, you know. Yeah. So like, and you know I I'd watch that show all the time. So that was crazy. How and, long have you had this store? Well, that was a store I used. To, I opened up before oh, this different. store. Yeah. So in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I was like 22 when I opened that store up. Dude. So, uh, yeah. Cranking. And then Cranking. every night, baby. So, uh, oh. I. Uh, so that the, there was th- the three situations I got like shaky leg is him, Mike from Comic Book Men, strangely enough, and then I met other people from Comic Book Men and wasn't 
Shaky Leg, and uh, Eric Andre. Those are my three. Okay. Yeah. But I met, like, Chance the Rapper. I met some guy that was in the Iron Man movies or whatever. You met Andre 3000. Yeah, yeah. That was, and you were like, cool. well, where are you from? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of the most, like... I don't know, like prominence, like I'm from Atlanta. Exactly, I know. <laughs> people that there is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and who was the, there was like, was it Scarlett Johansson? I met her, yeah. And I met like, maybe. I need CID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> I met uh, maybe from Arrested Development. Oh, word? Yeah. That's oh, cool. That's Jonah awesome. Hill actually follows the store on Instagram. Name? Like Meerkat. Really? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he follow Jonah Hill follows the store, but I don't think he's ever been there. So. All right. Mm. Uh, Beck Bennett. He was a really cool guy. That's radical. From I don't Saturday. know who that is. He's on Saturday Night Live. And he did uh, like the commercials, the car uh, insurance commercials or whatever. Shaq? Where he sits in the center. Yeah, I met Shaq. Now, I met a bunch of basketball players too. Andre Drummond. I met a ton of athletes. I met Corey Graves. I, you oh, know, right, I, right, I right, met, right. It's crazy. Okay. And then, you know, from the people I met from being on 90s House too. So, you know, Lance Bass, Christine Million. Didn't know. she touch your lower back? No, I wish. How often do you and Lance talk? <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, you gotta actually, hit him up. It's funny they they did a thing. Uh, you just hit him up. Just be like, "Yo, dude, it has been too long. <laughs> what are you up to? Yo, what's Joey let's, doing? Let's get a beer. Yo, Joey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was. You know, I don't know. It's it's weird meeting celebrities because you just gotta act normal. You know, yeah. it's like they're people. I don't. Really, yeah, they are, and I I don't really care. You know, about meeting celebrities or anything. Like, I'm not like, oh my god, I need to meet this person so badly. You know, um, like. I don't know. I get that with bands. I'm like, I need to see this band. But like, yeah. This yeah, but I want to like, see their performance. Care. Not necessarily like just see them be like, oh, they're humans. Yeah. Um, on that dashboard tour, um, I mean, hanging out with MXPX was weird. Because I was like, I listened to you guys a lot in high school. <laughs> um, and like, I was always like a subtle bad influence on people. Like there would be people who were like, yeah, I don't drink. And I was like, but let's, let's have some drinks. <laughs> um, I don't smoke weed. Like, let's eat some really strong pot brownies. <laughs> like, you'll be fine. Very subtle. Yeah. Um, like, no, because, like, I'm, like, this, like, button-up, like, nerdy kid. Uh, mm-hmm. People on the tour started calling me scientist, uh, which is actually a half-baked reference, um, where he's like, yo, janitor, do me a favor. Go pick this up from the warehouse. He was like, all right, yo, scientist, mop this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so people on the tour, they were just like, what do you do? Like, you're like an engineer. You're a scientist. Yo, you're just scientist. Nobody called, <laughs> nobody called me by my name on those tours at all. Um, but on that dashboard tour, we were like, so you go down the East Coast uh, to Florida, and then you go across through Texas, and you go up through California, and then you come back down through Colorado and somewhere around Colorado or so, um, somebody's like, oh, yeah, the bassist for Dashboard is Scott from Promise Ring. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, my God. Because I was like, and when I listened to rock music in college, it was, you know, emo stuff mm-hmm. uh, from that time. So Promise Ring, I was like, holy shit. And I was like, dude, you had such a profound impact on my life. And I'm sorry, I'm totally like fanboying out here. But like eight wild. weeks later <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we had been like hanging out like every night just like shooting the shit um the second tour was headlining um i think coheed and cambria supported um and those are just you know great dudes um i love coheed we went to the uk and opened for incubus and i was like i'm not like starstruck by you guys but you guys are a big fucking band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like on. I feel like I'd be like that box. too. 
Um, like I know that wine song. <laughs> I was like, you guys got like a lot of songs on the radio. And actually, the dude who was playing bass with them at the time was in a lot of New Jersey hardcore bands that a friend of mine was down with. And he was like, yo, say what's up to this dude. He used to play bass for Lauren Hill. And he was in Clubber Lang, um, which was a New Jersey hardcore band. Um, That's sick. Yeah. And I was just like, that's such a fucking small world. Um, and we did a tour of Australia. Uh, it was supposed to be two weeks in Australia, two weeks in Japan, opening for Blink-182. And so a halfway... That's when Travis broke his leg? Yeah, halfway, th- halfway through the, the Australia tour, Travis, like, stepped wrong and, like, broke his ankle. Um, and so they were just like, oh, we're canceling the tour. And so everybody just goes home. And they were like, well, uh, okay. So when do you want to go home? And some people were like, I want to go on the next flight home. I just want to sleep in my bed. And other people were like, no, we're in Australia. I want to kill a couple days. And they're like, Dan, when do you want to go home? And I was like, well, what day am I supposed to go home from Japan? Book me a flight home from Australia on that day. They're like, what the fuck are you going to do for two and a half weeks? I was like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to be homeless in Australia if I have to. As long as I got that plane ticket, I'm going to show up and fly home. I don't know what I'm going to do. And people outside of New York and outside of the United States are just nice. They're like, oh, you should sleep on my couch. Oh, mate, come sleep on my couch. Yeah, my friend did that. Uh, he randomly went to Australia and lived there for like three months. Just yeah. left. I was like, okay, bye, Stasio. Like, see you like later. Friends of friends and just people that I met. He's like, I found a job real easily. Didn't fucking matter. Fucking made really? some cash. Yeah, he worked at a bar and fucking made some cash and just... Paid for a room and some come to a place. bar, pretty sick. We got a lot of Australia, like shop New York vintage. Like a lot of Australia did. Really? Yeah, because it was they'd say it was so expensive and like American culture at the time was like so impactful. You know, brands like Levi's and stuff yeah. Like that. I mean, Levi's was, was started in like the eighteen hundreds, but uh, you know, like that, like Good Polo, Ralph, Ralph Lauren and stuff like that. Like that stuff really took hold like, over the world because. I don't know, like, I guess their culture had been around for so long, and, like, American culture wasn't around for that long, you know? So, like, when people saw that, they were like, oh, shit, you know? And it still does. Vans, North Face, hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. All these, I mean, there, there's Italian brands that have that leave their mark, too, but, like, not like American brands do. Yeah, it's totally bizarre. Yeah. They see it, and they just... Three. I don't know. Shows in the UK are weird. Well, first off, everything in the UK is weird. I've never been. I'd like to go. They, um... If you go out drinking on a Friday night, it, uh, I think New York is the weird one because people are like, well, I don't want to go out before like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'll go home at five. <laughs> right. In, in England, they're like, well, it's 7 p.m. Let's go out to the bar. But last calls at like 10 or 11. Yeah. Someone's telling me like and bars like close. close at like 12 in Ireland. You're the guy at uh, Patty Power. Yeah. 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 yeah they, I was like 12. What? But if you go to a show, if you go to like a rock concert. The venue will close after the show at like 10 or 11. They'll empty the place and then they'll charge admission for an after hours club. And sometimes it's like dance music. Sometimes like they'll be playing metal and like kids will like mosh to a recording on the dance floor <laughs> of so a bar. Weird. All right. What, what did you call it? Oh, I don't know. Probably something. Hilarious. Mosh practice. Mosh practice. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because it's just like, hey, 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 mate, let's go, you know, have a pint. Oh, I remember one of my friends when we were younger came home from a show. He's like, dude, I moshed. I was like, what's that? And he used to, like explain moshing to me. So we put on music, invited a bunch of people over, and <laughs> we did the same shit. We practiced. Yeah. 
It was fun. Then it just turned into fights. <laughs> <laughs> you pushed me too hard. Yeah. Um, so I was really good at Excel from my, like, college background. Um, there was, like, other kids in my physics classes who were using, like, expensive software to do crazy computational physics shit. And I was like, am I allowed to just do this in Excel? And the teacher was like, if you really want to, but that's going to be a lot more work. I was like, but it makes sense to me that way. Like, maybe it'll take some more time, but I just, I get it. I don't have to learn some software. Mm -hmm. um, and then I worked at a company where they just, like, had binders and binders of graphs and tables. And, like, when you ordered something from them, uh, they would have to, like, go through all of this work. And I was like, can I just put this into an Excel sheet? They were like, that's going to be a lot of fucking data entry and stuff. I was like, yeah, but I want to like program it. So it was like a summer internship when I was in college. So just program that. And they were like, yeah, well, it's like, it's not pretty. So I was like, okay. So then I like worked on making the Excel sheet pretty. So then while I'm on tour as a merch guy, um, there's a lot of math to do. Because like I said, you count in, you count out. Um, the venue gets some kind of percentage that varies by venue, depending on like how the promoter advanced the show. Sometimes the venue keeps the tax. Sometimes you keep the tax. Sometimes there is no tax. And so like, you need to like consider a lot of different situations overseas taxes fucked up. I still don't understand that to this day, but I made the Excel sheet understand it. Um, and then, so at the end of the night you need to settle. So like, if you've been like drinking or smoking or hanging out, like being a merch guy is hard because you start working as soon as you show up to the venue because you got a trailer full of... If you're a merch guy of a band that's selling a lot of merch, it's fucking hard because you're carrying all these boxes in. You need to go back and forth between the trailer all day. In the middle of the show, you have to find somebody to like watch your little merch area because you're like, I have to go back to the trailer because I ran out of medium green t-shirts um, and I need to go get some more. And then yeah. you need to... And if you're smart, you tell the guy from the venue, I counted in. 12 more because they come like folded in dozens mm -hmm. um damn good problem to have for a band though shit yeah that's sick. especially them i yeah. mean that band at that point in time was selling a lot of merch um and it was wild and so i got to the point in my excel sheets where i was like okay tonight's venue had 1800 people and we sold this many of this shirt in this size this many of this shirt in this size so i started assigning a popularity factor to each shirt and then every time you played another show, you were just making that data more reliable. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, hmm, you're going to run out of red smalls by the time we get to Phoenix. So drop ship, you know, 200 red smalls in Phoenix. And so I started like predicting shit. And it was like it was a fun like problem. So like I'm, this is like where I'm completely comfortable being a nerd like to my bones because nothing stokes me out more than it's like, hey, here's a problem you got to solve. Um, no, it sounds like very like beneficial though you know it's like especially for the band yeah having all the variables considered yeah they just like didn't have to worry they were just like all right <laughs> yeah Do you you got this girls you know? aren't best decision they ever here. made they were like at that party and like they didn't even know like and i was stupid <laughs> I, I didn't give away like any free shit oh really no it was not that smart well i gotta stick this up I mean, my nose is that not smart yeah. <sighs> it's the other side of smart i guess Nick never works merch, my drummer. He gave me so much shit. He gave you shit. We, I go, yo, want to trade shirts? He goes, yeah, what do you want? And I'm like, give me two of those. I love you, Nick. Nick's <laughs> best member of Resistor. Yo, I want that Um, I want that Islander shirt. What size do you wear? Ooh, I, I'm sorry. I should we get, can I, talk about that <laughs> off air. Yeah, no, sorry. Well, no, I should get an, X, get an XL. Okay, because we don't have that many left. That's why I'm asking. Okay. Uh how do you not have sizes bigger than XL? 
because they sold out. Oh, but you did have them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we have someone who. Wait, what? What was your argument for that? I don't know. Just you know, some people are larger than I included. Some no, we like... have we have one guy that orders four X that we order exclusively for. Oh, for real? Merch orders. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Honestly, I just I want Islanders merch. And With the fisherman logo. I want Islanders merch that doesn't look like shit. Okay. I like flap rim hats, mm-hmm. and I looked at like what Lids has to offer for Islanders shit, and I was like, it's all fucking whack. Like, I'm living outside of New York now. I want to, like, have some kind of pride. And so, like, I was thinking maybe Resistor shirt would be, like, the cool way to fucking flex. Hell, yeah. I mean, it doesn't say Islanders on it, and people aren't going to know, but. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, some some random people will be like, is that? Well, <laughs> I hated the Fisherman logo when it was brand new. A lot of people did. Really? That's why, why it only lasted for not long at it all. Was, I don't know. It's a little goofy, but. Because there was Gordon's Fisherman commercials back then. Yeah. For, like, fish sticks and shit. So when they came out with that, we were just like, fuck is that? Yeah. Oh, right. Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't they call they it the fish sticks The jersey. fish sticks, yeah. Fish sticks. Uh, but I'm not what even a fish? fish fan. So I just saw it when I was like, oh, I didn't want to make it. And then I was like, oh, this is holding us back from making money. So word. I bought in. <laughs> Have <laughs> you seen out. the happiest picture of Will ever? Not yet. Oh, my God. It's just me on a Zamboni. This oh, is. I saw the video of you on that exam. Yeah, that was fucking that was sick. Radical. Yeah, but Will being like the happiest person in the world. Hold on, Angela, you're watching Cheers. No, 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 no. I mean like you're in the process of watching Cheers. <laughs> Does Zamboni mean anything to you yet? Okay. Uh, I, no, I definitely yeah, don't know still, the seasons of Cheers apart. What's funny is that... We're this, still on season <laughs> that's one. That episode that gave me nightmares. This, <laughs> this uh... This picture of me everyone keeps talking about like it's not just it's not just anthony that brought it up like i was at a bar last night and people brought it up they were like yo this picture of will on the zamboni is the happiest picture i've ever seen look at how look at look at how happy he is I, He's very happy. it was fun that was cool that was a good experience oh you liked it you asshole me i didn't like it no he did oh well, I, saw, I thought whatever. i saw the video why is this hello kitty still. windbreaker what where what? is that what is like wh- yeah it's in my storage unit damn what's inventory like oh wait your mic cut in and out what's Me. inventory like what's inventory like fucking for mess. deep cover like because inventory is hard for a merch guy on tour yeah because like you have yesterday's count out in a box mm-hmm. and then you got to figure out what do i have to add to that from all the boxes that are in dozens bad merch guys start to take a shirt from this dozen, a shirt from that dozen, and then you don't know. But, like, you need to open the box and be certain that that is 12. Yeah. Unless the printing shop fucked me, which you always got to double check. But you have to go in saying that is 12. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote everything I sold in a book. I had, like, a notebook. But, like, how do you find shit? Like, somebody buys something, like, especially yeah. with your, like, web store. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody buys something. You'd be like, that's in one of these bins. Like, do you, like, do you have sh- a shelving system? No, I mean, no, well, you need like a matrix, homie. As far as as far as like the store went, it was just replacing some, just putting something on a hanger. You know, I had all my hangers, sure, priced, sure. So like, if the garment got sold, the price tag was still on. So if I sold a forty dollars shirt, I'd just replace it with another forty dollars shirt because they weren't buying. The hangers were like color coded. No, there was a the the, oh, the, the price the tags rack. hung on the hanger. Like there was uh, a like a. I would like tie oh, it I around, it. The, tie it around like a, like a, I don't know what it was, something on the hanger, like a little loop thing, and uh, 
And how do you decide that shit? I mean, we don't have to get too much into that, but that's like a crazy science. Like what shirts worth 30, what shirts worth 40, what shirts worth 50 in the world of vintage. I mean, some, you know, are like more collectible. Do you and let they'll people, be worth more? Do you let you people know? haggle with you? Of course. No, not as many people. They wouldn't do it as much as I liked, though. I would be I would be open to it. If someone like, was like, yo, could you knock 10 bucks off? I'd be like, yeah, sure. No problem. If, if, it, if that's the difference between you walking out of here with nothing in your hand and walking out of here with something in your hand. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. so I would, you know, I was down for that. Um, but, you know, there are some shirts that are worth like $700. You know, there are some shirts that are worth nothing. You, know, you just have to know. Like um, Big Johnson shit. Worth nothing. No oh really? Johnson. No one wants Big Johnson t-shirts. I do. I mean, I I have I have a Dennis Rodman Big Johnson t-shirt actually. Whoa. Yeah, it's him, and it has like instead of the ninety-one, it has nine and a half. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, and it's funny because Dennis Rodman broke his dick, so I don't know if it's post that or pre that. But Big Johnson casinos, liquor up front, poker in the rear. Yeah, though they were crazy. They just wouldn't go over well today. How were thirteen-year-old kids wearing this shit to school? Yeah, because like by the time I was, because like, their parents thought it was funny. Sh- but shirts would shirts like when I went to school, like I had kids that would have to turn their shirts inside you out. Have kids? Teachers would like kids in my classes. Oh, I mean, he like, abandoned them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who would like they'd be like, oh, you have to turn your shirt inside out. You know? Well, the D the DX shirts. Yeah, like that, like Austin three sixteen T shirts with like blood on them and stuff. You know, like yeah, it was crazy. Word. Um, yeah, you were in like high school when wrestling was at like its height. Like most popular, but you didn't you mean watch like, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, not Ultimate Warrior. You mean like the Rockers. No, that that's Marty Jannetty. Like, not when you were in high school. No way. Oh, okay. I'm I'm talking about the only part of wrestling that I give a shit about. Yeah, late 80s. Well, I mean, I'm, Axel, Jim I'm st- Duggan. I'm still talking about Shawn Michaels because he was was that like '96? Brett the Hitman Hart and shit. Yeah. The nineties, like the Attitude Era, Hurricane, Avalanche, Hurricane Typhoon. Helms. You ever play that video game? Uh, what, what video game? WWF Superstars. It was like a four-player game in the arcade, and there was like yeah. Big Boss Man, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, obviously. There's a new uh-huh. game coming out called WrestleFest. It's the same idea as that. Oh shit. And but like it's not any of those guys. It's like all, all indie the guys. wrestlers of today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I roll my eyes, you uncultured swine. <laughs> you I mean, was a bidet. <laughs> I'll go see anything. I'll go see a soccer match. I'll go see a fucking polka band. Like I'll go see anybody do anything live. So I like you guys talking about that underground wrestling shit that you went to in Jersey. Yeah. Um. You motherfuckers crazy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the best. <laughs> like, I would go to that once, uh, but it, I don't know. Wrestling stopped being my thing at some point. I did go. I went to a boxing match in Puerto Rico. That was fucking wild. I don't know. Boxing is, I think, worse. <laughs> Why? It's real punching. Yeah. And like these dudes get fucking way more. I mean, we way did more watch brain a dude damage. Stab another dude with a fork. Yeah, I mean, you talked about forks and like cut open soda cans and shit. Yeah, but you're not getting concussed doing that. You can. You could. You could, but you're not. And that bleach was not real. That bleach wasn't real. Yo, who's that kid who, who like on Twitter like posts videos and shit? Like oh, superhuman. Uh, shit. Superhuman. Oh, dude. He's taking time off. Is he? Is he really? Yeah. Shout out to Superhuman. Get get well soon. Because like when you he's healing up, dude. His back is fucked. Back's Holy fucked. shit! You see when he does yeah. the flip onto the light tube chairs? Yeah, that was Christ. sick though. Oh that one actually, that one definitely hurt. 
Like when I th- yeah, when, when, when I heard your stories about like forks and soda cans and shit, I was like, oh, I like that crazy motherfucker. Yeah, he gets like, it from that. When you see the first video of that, kid, don't try this at home. Yeah, when you see the first video of that kid, you think this is the one video he made. Well, he's on Tosh Point oh. Also, oh, was he? he was on Tosh Point oh early, and all he would do was jump yeah, off a ladder onto mouse. a mattress. That's it. He'd jump off a ladder you know onto a mattress. The superhuman guy. Oh, that's what he did. Uh, yeah, and then eventually he got into this shit. So he's doing crazy. He does stuff. some really crazy Dude, elbow shit. drops on the bricks and cactus. Like who does that? that? Who thinks that? He just like has shit on a dartboard, just throws it. He's like, all right, I got fucking microwave thumbtacks. I mean, he did one thing on uh, <laughs> Matchbox cars, and I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, crazy no shit. Do you, like, how much do you do? How much vintage shit do you do today? That's not clothes. What does that mean? Like micro machine. Do I do micro machines? No, like well, you just carry so micro machines. No, but I have both of the unfo- in like I have both the unfoldable fucking the toolbox. The not the toolbox like oh, well, I, I, had, the I had the van. the vans the okes. vans downstairs yeah. the in this basement right. I now. have two. Yeah, yeah, I have two. I have the camo one and the regular one. Oh, word. Yeah, dude, I miss the nineties. This- Remember Mad Max? You mean Max Headroom? You mean Max uh, Mighty Max? Mighty Max. It's like Boy Polly Pocket. Do you mean Fantastic yeah. Max? No, Mighty Max. Mighty Max. It was like fold. It was like foldable things that like you opened, and it was like a skull. It looked like a skull, and there'd be like caves in it. Like it was Polly Pocket, but for boys. That's what. Are it was. you sure you're not talking about Max Headroom? No, because that I, that's like the soda guy. Are you talking about the Max? It was he. He existed before the soda. The I Max mean. was uh, a comic book. It was an image comic, yeah. Yeah. And then it was an MTV liquid television show. And you now they're par- flux. and they're gonna reboot it. Fucking Eon Flux, dude. That merchandise is expensive. Is it? Oh, that yeah. show used to give me a boner when I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, it gives me a boner now. <laughs> yeah, that show. Yeah, and, and it's an awkward boner because sometimes you're like, Ugh, this is dark and weird. What's going on? I want a girl who has a gun. <laughs> Get your wife a gun. We have a gun. Our, 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 to hold our, it. We ask her to hold it. Like walk around with us. Problem solved. You see? Just don't shit your pants at a college party. Our 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 gun is not in Puerto Rico though. Because fucking paperwork. Can't stand Right, yeah. My friend moved to Florida and uh he had to do a bunch of paperwork his dad passed away, he did a bunch of paperwork or something. Got it. Hey you that's two sneezes. Two three, sneezes. Three yawns, two sneezes. Three yawns, two sneezes. We're on, on the count. It smells like sneals. 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 <laughs> it smells like that. sneeze. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, he had to do a bunch of paperwork from Florida to here, and then he moved to Florida, and he wanted to take some of his dad's guns there, but then he was like, I'm not doing any of the paperwork, so he just let his brother keep the guns. Like... That that paperwork's crazy, but it definitely needs to happen. Yeah, you can't just bring guns. And to be clear, we don't have a, a handgun. We have a shotgun. Oh, I thought it was a laser gun. I got laser guns. I had some lasers before they were legal. I had a, I have a, I have a green laser that is now legal, but it was not legal when I had it. I have a purple laser that I don't think is legal, and it shouldn't be. Like it hurts your eyes. Like if I shine it on the wall over there fucking hurts your eyes a lot really yeah I i'm looking at the wall like i don't really <laughs> <know>. <laughs> it's like oh well, you got look it. at that purple light grab the cats 
Um, what else? So in 2003, I stopped paying attention to culture. I listen. Fair. Uh, I don't know. I listen to rap music. I listen to the occasional like rock music can still move me, but it it, it takes a lot. I'm I'm very selective. Now. I mean, you like our bands, no? I like your bands. I didn't get into like He's m- just saying that. metal until like 2004, I think. That's when I kind of. I definitely really grew up hating ska because of you. Of course you did. Like, I don't even think... You also were the age. You weren't going to like ska. I went to a ska show and I hated it. <laughs> and it There's some ska that's better than other. And the word ska is weird. You talk to people in Puerto Rico... And when I tell people in Puerto Rico that I was in a ska band, they were like, really? Like, white boy from New York was in a ska band? Because they think I mean, like, um, Bob Marley's, like, early shit. Um, yeah. I was like, because that's what they define as ska. Um, so like interesting. To- toots in the my talls and shit. And I'm like, no, that's not what I mean at all. Um, and I'm like, you know, like punk rock that has like a lot of upstrokes and like horns and shit. And to Latinos, that generally means rock. Rock. Music. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, that's Latin rock. Yeah. Um, so it's really funny that like that the word ska is so weird. Oh yeah, you tell people like you're in a metal band and they say like. Oh, like the Sex Pistols? And I'm just like, what? what? No, not like the Sex Pistols. How do you even know close. who the Sex Pistols are? It's like they yeah. say random shit like, like it'd that. It would be weird enough like, if you were like, oh, you mean like Dream Theater? Yeah, like, no. Yes, my band is just like Dream yeah, Theater. Be like, oh, like Guns N' Roses? Like, yeah. It's like, right, fucking... At least the Locust is somewhere in there. Yeah, but <laughs> it's so it's so weird. I don't know. I don't. I just don't tell anybody. I'm like... Yeah, I just play in a metal band. They're like, oh, can I hear your music? I'm like, no, it's miserable. And I'm just like, just don't listen to it. I know you're not going to like it. Like, whatever. A girl was listening to pretty heavy music, like, in her cubicle uh, at work. And so I, like, was like, yo, you check out Thracian. <laughs> and she did. She was like, that that's a little heavy. That's I'm, hysterical. I'm more, I'm more into, like, Disturbed, Metallica. Oh, what yeah. the <laughs> fuck? We could totally fit. I oh, mean, I want to fit into that and make that money so bad. Whenever, uh... Someone was just here. One of one of Angela's friends had a friend come from, what, where was he from? Uh, I don't know, Spain or something, Brazil. Did he do <clears throat> he was cap- like, Did he do capoeira? Yeah, dude, he kicked my ass. All right, good. But he uh, he was like, oh, what do you sound like, Metallica? And I was just like, yeah, like like if someone goes, oh, Disturbed, yeah, we sound like Disturbed. Yeah, we sound just like yeah disturbed. it's amazing. Like I'll play like some bullshit like Beatles riff that like in front of people and they're just like oh my god that's amazing and then I play yeah. like some complicated shit they're just like what the fuck was that what and it's like it? yo like what you don't understand that like this was harder than that you don't like okay whatever you know they're like oh you're like Van Halen I'm like <laughs> yes what the fuck <laughs> I'm not like Van Halen oh I get it you're hard like Van Halen yeah, oh you play guitar like Van Halen are Van you Halen into just... like um like classical shit or Eh, not really. Like, what metal are is like your favorite metal? Because metal is such a blanket term. Uh, I don't know. Because I like different like metal bands for different reasons. You know, there the could be most of the time you're just listening to Japanese house. <laughs> yeah, actually, the most of the time when I listen to music, it's actually like this, this like sad indie rock band from the UK called the Japanese House. Okay, and it's just this girl Amber Bain who just write songs about heartbreak which is very weird okay but, like my spotify was <laughs> i listened to 10 days worth of her music last year 10 days not like oh like i listen to her a lot this day or that day like no like when i added up like the minutes when it gives you the minutes of how much you listen to it like it was uh-huh. 10 days 
Yeah, I was obsessed. Yeah, Apple Music, take note. I uh, want to be able to do that shit. Yeah, but so that's that's what I listen to the most, but um, I don't know. Uh, a lot of technical stuff that's like, you know, because I'm listening. I play guitar, so I'm listening to it for the guitar playing right. most of the time, you know? So it has to be something that's like above and beyond of like just, you know, like... You know, normal stuff, I guess. Yeah. I cite Dream Theater begrudgingly because I, I just don't get it. Like, it's so... They're, they're a band that you really have to sit with. Like, let me show you my chops. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I was explaining I like today... like shit. Yeah, I was explaining today, like, how, uh, like, for the music I write now, I don't write it for guitar players. Like, I don't write music yeah. to try and impress what I'm like the people that I do okay. like the same thing as I do you know like I don't want to play guitar and have guitar players be like oh my god how the fuck did, can you do that you know right. instead it's just like I just want to appeal to people who will just want to listen to it because the percentage of people probably at the show don't play an instrument anyway they just like the music for liking it right that's cool yeah so I listen to a lot of different stuff it's not like you know just metal no, now like I, I said, I like in a Japanese house. I listen to a lot of sad girl music. <laughs> That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. I had my rap too, though. You know, I definitely listened to a lot of rap in high school. So I still pr- probably I like being in New York because Hot ninety seven's a thing. I don't. I might not know the artists, and but I'm not blasting the stereo when I'm driving these days anyway. Yeah, but I can just like. I'm like, I'm going to be in the car for five minutes. I don't want to think about what I want to listen to. I just want to press a button. I'm cool. There's some. I've been listening to Hot 97 in the morning for like their news talk. Like they talk about culture and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is so entertaining. Like, yo, there was a guy on a bus just peeing. Disrespectful dog. (laughs) And I'm like, yo, that's so real. (laughs) It's hard to find the middle ground with that because. The one dude, Rosenberg, on their morning show. Yeah. Is he still on their morning show? I don't like yeah. him. You don't like him? No, I had a bad experience oh. with him. Oh, was it about wrestling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's got his whole wrestling life on the side. He's fake, fake-ass fan. <clears throat> yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Wow, Will's calling him out here. Yeah, whatever. Pick I that up, Square Circle. Too. With respect to hip-hop, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but um, he, but now he just does stuff for a paycheck, and that's what I don't like. He's a cultural dude, though. Like He does know he, his... Yeah, he knows his shit. I, I won't doubt him on that. Okay. But, but currently, like, he just, you know, I don't know. He's not in it for the right reasons anymore. Yeah. When he used to be. He There used to be a, a Puerto Rican guy, actually, on the morning show named Cypher Sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cypher Sounds is the fucking man. And he actually left Hot 97 to get into, like, his comedy career. So he's been doing, like, stand-up comedy and shit. And now him and Rosenberg, they have, like, a podcast. But and it's about hip-hop, but it's about, like, it's, like, deep cuts of hip-hop, backpacker shit. And I'm just like, and eh, I'm glad there's people who are into this. And I'm glad it makes you happy. But there's a limit to how much I care. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, what no. More? They, uh, like... I kind of look for current, like, like what's going on in the world and, like, podcasts and stuff. Like, I, I, I kind of wanted to add, like, news segments to even this show. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, hey, oh, Will, did you see this one? Hey, uh, Prince and Princess left Castle to move to Canada, and Canada doesn't want them. So, I, I, wait, I, no, don't, they, I guess they're going somewhere else. 
that's the news. What do you make of that? <laughs> like, but then, I don't know, like, trying to, try, exactly, trying to grow the show like that, like, I don't know. I'd rather just talk about shitting in a bathroom. Yeah, right? I'm not trying to be Trevor Noah or, or fucking one of these other That paycheck, guys. though. Yeah. Oh, give me a talk show. Hell yeah, I'll take that shit. Let's do it. I mean, this is kind of a talk show already. You, you be the it's lead. show and we talk. And I'll just be like, yep. Agree. Anthony can be like the band leader. You can give him like a clarinet or something. From MTV's 90s <laughs> house. <laughs> I love using that as like, the like something like beneficial. Like the byline. Yeah, like it didn't never. Never. I, I planned on it like helping me though. Before like, you guys were doing this show and like I would see an- on Anthony's Twitter like it was like suggested friends and it was like you and it said like 90s house and I was like. MTV is going to do a show about the 90s? That's awesome. And I was like, oh, MTV did a show about the 90s three years <laughs> and ago. It and it was terrible. <laughs> and it, I never heard about it, so clearly it didn't go anywhere. If you look on the Facebook, uh, on the last review that someone left, I gave it one star. I said, I was on this. Don't watch it. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's the review. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't think I could do that contract-wise, but, man, fuck that contract. Oh, wait, I actually have something from your Australia trip. Uh-oh. Is it drugs? Close. It's the kangaroo sack. Whoa. Isn't that weird? That is totally weird. And there's like a golf ball in it, but I don't think that's from Australia. Really? Yeah. Yo, fucking, our hearts go out to Australia, by the way. Yeah. Shit's fucked up. What is this? Are these spider eggs? <laughs> oh my god there's spiders all over the living room Yo, did you ever have a lot of baby spiders crawling all over your hand yeah it's fucked up well, I didn't put that away. I dissected a frog once though I didn't get to <laughs> that shit was gross I felt terrible no and a baby pig Ugh, I didn't like that yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. biology was fucked and I sucked at it too so I, I was bad what at it what are you good at I'm really okay at a bunch of things <laughs> yeah what would you say you do here? Fucking fail. <laughs> Drink beers. Word them yeah, up. Those are definitely spider eggs. I'd keep that zipped then. Yeah, then they're going to get out. So if I could honeys. describe for the listeners at home, Anthony has zipped open a kangaroo scrotum, which I brought home from Australia 14, nope, 16 years ago. Dude, you should let that hang out of your shorts at the gym. <laughs> like, when we go to the gym, keep like, pull your shorts. Like, just like strap. Like, there's a little like key keychain thingy on it, so you yeah. can just like tie that to something and just be like. You're supposed to hold golf balls in it. This well, is for golfing. Another, some other balls in it. What? Tell me. I don't. I don't know. What? Volleyballs. Fucking bouncy balls. balls. Yo, go give me some bouncy put ba- balls. Put a baseball in it. Give me your baseballs. Yo, I had that Space Jam pillowcase, and uh, I realized why Michael Jordan's so white on it. Because it's inside out? <clears throat> no, it's not inside out. It was washed a, l- a bunch? No, because they didn't oh, want him to match... 96. They didn't want his color to match Taz. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so it's not a racial thing. Fuck you, Zen. I'm not 40, and I'm not a rapper, and I have a podcast. Eat my toes. Ooh. Space Jam's definitely. We're late calling now. out Rosenberg. 
<laughs> oh man. Shots fired. Yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, all right. So this has been the episode. We did like two and a half hours. Yeah, this is long. Wild. Um, Yogi, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you this is guest number, I don't know, ten. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you have anything to promote? Oh, wait. Hold on. It's not picking you up. Pick me up, pick there me up, goes. pick me now up. You're good. Back on the scene. Follow me at Yogi Revan on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I don't know what the fuck any of this is going to become. In theory. Follow him so he does something. Like I've been doing some shit. I've been make, doing this. Make yeah, him, and he's make funny. Him keep he going. He gets it. He gets it. You can uh, ask topics. Just message him or tweet at him. Comment on his Instagram. Yeah, I have some science nerd friends, too, that I'm talking to. And I'm like, yo, if I did a thing, would you contribute to it? So who knows? Maybe there'll be like friend science or science. Beers. Friend science works. Science beers. Science beers. That's a funny one. Too. Yeah. The, the backpack. The backpack of the science beers. Uh, no. What was he? He's uh, got his notes poop, out again. Poop fart sex. <laughs> poop fart sex. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. Will, you got anything to promote? Uh, I'm playing that Varial show, that Varial Spite show at All right. uh, Re- Revolution. Uh, oh, can I ruin our steam here? March You're wrapping it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was your show in the snow? Sick. Great turnout. Love yeah? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. I was yeah. worried Brooklyn that, like, always comes out. Yeah, well, you know what the thing is with, like, Brooklyn and stuff like that is that people don't really drive anywhere. Okay. So they don't really have that reason, like, oh, I can't go out because I have to. Like, I can't drive in this. It's like, oh, I'll just take the underground subway okay. like, where there's no snow. So okay. It's just gross heat blowing on my face. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was gross in, the, in there. But, uh, yeah, no, it turned out really well. You know, Luckily, we have fans and stuff. We had our very first, like, oh, I want to take a picture with you guys moment. You know, So that was cool. Good. Yeah. That's always so great. Sold some merch, got paid to play. It's always nice. Nice. Yeah, so come out, see us, buy some tickets from you know for that Varial show. Uh, that'll be a fun time. I'm excited. And I think we're playing out of state like next month, so whatever. Sweet. I don't know the, all the details on that. So well, we're resisting we on closer, everything. We'll talk about it then. Yeah. Stop playing with that ball sack, dude. Dude, I can't. <laughs> There's <laughs> spider eggs in here. I'm uh, trying to kill so them. And put down the kangaroo thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're resistor on everything and, and deep cover and will deep cover on everything also. That's me. Oh, I got kangaroo hair on me. Yo, you said in your last episode, Anthony, that like... You, you, you were telling people that they should do something that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And then you were like, I will never, like, in the next breath, you were like, I will never go to a Broadway show. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'll never do that. <laughs> it's not that it makes me uncomfortable. I just don't like it. And I know I don't like it. It's not that I'll go and, uh, yeah, no, I just don't like it. It's stupid. I hate it. All right, so then promote what you got. All right, thracian.bandcamp.com. Buy some shit. I think. Oh, I definitely didn't put beanies up on there. I should probably do that. Yeah, probably uh, they're super limited. We no, have you like should wait till like April and then put yeah. the beanies up there. We definitely only have really like yeah. <laughs> 15 or 16 left. I, I forget the amount that I left off with. So if you want those, it's winter out now. So get them while they're cold. Luke, warm. <laughs> Luke, he's warm. Um warm hand loop Yo, rate comment subscribe dog yeah rate comment subscribe probably should have said that at the top that's a radio term uh thank you again to the pr 
repping Yogi Bear over here. Yogi Reb. Buenas noches, mi gente. And that Damas is not something I understand. But thank you guys and uh, kisses. Mil gracias. Frick, 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 frick,